everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com. Use that promo code HTB, hashtag basketball, and you'll get a free entry to the your first draft, and you'll help support the Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's a pretty good deal for both of us. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Cool. How are you this fine, fine day? Oh, I'm doing really good, Tyler. Happy New Year to you. It's, it's finally 2020. Uh, we're finally living in the future. It's the, the roaring 20s. There, there's a- did, did you see this thing? That the the government warned you not to write twenty on the legal documents. What? No. So, when, which government? So, My, the the United States government. Yeah. So don't write twenty on any legal documents because then somebody could change it. Like, so if you write the date as like o three o three twenty, okay, somebody well, could, could easily change that. 20. Like 2016, 2017, oh. 2018. Oh. So they. I didn't even. People- Against using the abbreviation 20 to actually write out 2020. Because if I didn't you even think of that. May change it. That's that's very good advice. Already learning something in 2020. I I hadn't even thought of that once. Not at all. I'm not writing like a lot of I guess I'm not writing a lot of dates on things in my day to day, but that is that is good advice. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Trying to help out everybody. But yes, do not write just twenty on your on your legal documents because you may get a surprise. That is very good advice for the first week of twenty twenty, and it is not the first; it is the twelfth week of this NBA fantasy basketball season. Tyler, once again, you have a great article up on hashtag basketball dot com going into week twelve, helping people set their lineups, look at the matchups, the schedule. We got a pretty. Um, I'd say stretched out schedule. Not a lot of discrepancy in the games where there's like, you know, a couple big ga- days worth of games, a couple seven game days, a couple nine game days, a 10 game, 10 game days, the biggest day. And only one team playing two games, Los Angeles Clippers playing two games, while a lot of four game series is from a lot of teams. So a lot more players probably to choose from that you could stream, but also probably less opportunity to stream since a lot of those fourteen teams are playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah, I feel like the schedule this week we got was fairly favorable in the sense that, like you mentioned, there's not really a lot of days with the crazy amount of games. For for weekly lock leagues, we got a, a good number of streaming options that are owned in less than 50% of leagues, which we talked about this before. There's some teams where there's just not a whole lot on there. So we got a good slate for that. I feel like the streaming is positive this week because I don't know. So a lot of people in the fantasy community will say nine games is too many like to stream somebody in. But I always find that on days where there's nine games or less, I usually have a streaming spot or two in my lineup. So I feel like you might be able to stream pretty much every day but Friday this week. If your league's one of those ones that allows, you know, seven or more pickups, I feel like you might be able to use seven or more pickups this week. 
Yeah, I think if you have a pretty decent team, you probably have a couple players from nationally known like title contending teams. And those teams often end up on that Tuesday, Thursday slate. So there will be some slots available. And if, if you play with a shallow bench, I do think you can stream with a, with a nine game slate. It's going to be rare. Like it's going to be more rare, I guess. But I, I also like to wait till later in the week to stream, depending on how the week is set up. I think since there is opportunity to stream most days, I will wait until later in the week to stream just to see what kind of stats I need to build up. But, you know, at this point of the season, you can do some reconnaissance to see the team that you are matching up against this week, what they're good at, what they're bad at, what maybe you all you need to get ahead of at the beginning of the week. So at this point, the variance is less. And also, this is a really good time to start making trades that make your team a little bit better, maybe in the categories that you are good, not great in. Or even maybe some bad categories that maybe some of the top tier players that you might end up playing against in the playoffs, maybe they're only okay at it and you're not very good at it. Maybe you can switch that up. All it takes is beat them one week, sometimes two, if you play in one of those types of leagues where your playoffs last two weeks, which I kind of I kind of like it. It, it. it lets the best team rise to the top. It's kind of like playing a best of seven series versus a best of five series. But this is the time to do it. Like this, this stretch between here and the trade deadline, this is the time you need to hone in on building a playoff and a title contending team, just like all the other title contending teams out there are going to be doing. So we are going to see some trades. And we are I'm looking forward to some of the trades that we might see here in the next handful of weeks. We're already getting rumors about Car Anthony Towns. We're already getting rumors about Andre Drummond. So you know, definitely stay tuned for those uh, we'll be doing those quick hits on the patreon patreon.com slash talk about that for one second absolutely the the drumming thing like i get because like we talked about that i think before that the pistons have kind of toiled in mediocrity for a long time but i'll never understand trading a player like carl anthony towns i agree he's too good like well, well that's my point what what the hell are you hoping to get back Oh, give me two or three draft picks so maybe I can draft Carl Anthony Towns. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if you can't win with Carl Anthony Towns, just fire your GM, fire your front office, fire your owner. Like, giving Andrew Wiggins a max contract was dumb. Like, it's not Carl Anthony Towns that's hurting you. It's your entire organization. And, like, with, with a long – having him wrapped up for a long contract, I don't understand – giving them away for draft picks because you're, you're better off trying to figure out a way to build, make, fire everybody, build around him. Like he's, he can't go anywhere unless you trade him. So he certainly could like refuse to play, I guess, but there's, there's ways to not pay players if they pull an AD type of situation. Carthony Towns is too good. So to me, it makes a lot more sense to try to continue to try to build around him. He's not that old. Before. Like that's what, I, that's my point. And, like, you know, the people have done this with Jimmy Butler. Like, in the past, it's like, oh, we're going to trade away Jimmy Butler. It's like, for what? To get Jimmy Butler? Like, I don't understand. Like, literally trade everyone else on your roster. Carl Anthony Towns is not the person hurting you. Well, Wiggins is having a pretty good year. His trade value has got to be at the highest it's been, you know, since he was traded for Kevin Love. Like, try something new, but... Getting rid of, I, I kind of get the Drummond thing because he's going to be gone either way. 
I think, but part of the details doesn't make any any sense to me to move him. There's like even if you're getting the haul that the Lakers gave or the Clippers gave for those players, I mean that's probably the only reason you would you would do it is if you're getting a absolutely incredible haul. But then those those not what Philly has that kind of those kind of assets, I guess. Like if Philly wanted to make a deal around getting rid of Simmons or Embiid, I guess you could you could maybe talk yourself into that. Just moving Simmons, at least you get a, a piece back. But yeah, if but I'm see, Minnesota, I'm, if ever, I'm Minnesota, I'm not doing it. We don't ever really ever see that, do we? Like another like All Star level talent for the most part. It's normally like this young player and these you know a couple middling starters. And two or three or four draft picks. I, I just never get it. Like, I never understand in the sense that you have a top, what, 10 player in the NBA, top 20 player in the NBA. Like, if you can't build a winner around that, I don't know what you can build a winner around. The answer is you cannot. You cannot build a winner around it. Simply also, hey, look at Jimmy Butler in Miami. Chicago could not build a team around Jimmy Butler at all because they didn't look literally anywhere they just brought in Dwayne Wade like it's they're being ran by a money grubbing like front office that only cares about putting fans into seats and that that obviously hasn't lasted because the United Center is is like a graveyard in there it is very very sad situation at the United Center right now I went happen to catch a game a few weeks ago and you know People are barely interested in, in in cheering the starting lineup, and I'm I'm kind of with them. I mean, after seeing Zach Levine shit away another game, just over, just shitting away all these games in the fourth quarter, I I don't even know why. I, I don't think I'm going to go for the rest of the season because I don't want to give him any more money. Fair, fair. I feel like the Bulls are just in a in a weird spot where they have a lot of young pieces, but. They haven't really done a good job of making it a puzzle and forming the puzzle. It's just like they've got 12 pieces. Though they got 12, they got 12 players, right? And like, you know, there's like a, a hundred pieces in this puzzle, but I'm like 20 of the pieces came from one puzzle box and five came from another and six came from a different puzzle yet. And oh, and the and the guy they're asking to put that puzzle together barely past fourth grade like it's just the level of complexity to put that puzzle together is far too high for this man's iq it's just not going to work and Otto porter obviously not being around and also him him being probably their best two-way player yeah definitely their best two-way player and maybe like their second best player maybe their best player even didn't help the situation but they're the ones who made that trade for a guy that they knew you know, had some injury issues. So I'm hoping Otto Porter comes back in, you know, a month or so. I think he will, Otto Porter will be fantasy relevant by the end of the year, maybe by playoff time. So that's someone to keep an eye on. I think there's a lot, a lot of trades are going to switch up the value of a lot of these players. And uh, I wouldn't actually wouldn't even be surprised if we don't see a trade here in week 12. Fair. Fair. I wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh, I mean, we see so many injuries. Once again, I, Jonathan Isaac, really, really depressing. 
injury there, he's probably going to be out till like March or April, even uh, best case scenario. So, you know, I'm not even trying to hold on to him unless I'm in, you know, I don't even think I'm trying to hold on to him unless I'm in a, in a pretty deep league and I'm doing okay. I don't think I can, I can hold on to him. And really there's no, I didn't have any really Orlando magic who are going to like suddenly become breakout stars. I mean, this gives Aaron Gordon a chance to hold the ball more, but you know, he's been one of our most disappointing players. And that's it. And that's, I guess, maybe the part that you take this to is, can it make Aaron Gordon better, at least better? And that's something that I'm not exactly sure about because he's been pretty terrible, as you mentioned it. And, like, we've kind of seen a similar thing with Blake Griffin. Like, you know, Blake Griffin hurt now, but Blake Griffin's been pretty awful. And, and maybe it's just, like, these guys are, are going to have one of those seasons that we see from a lot of guys where they're just – they never really quite get on track. Yeah. It's been, like I said, very, very sad, very depressing. But let's let's look at going into Week 12. I think one of the more interesting storylines going into Week 12, you got a really good list of players here. But there's one player that I don't see in this list because his name is Kevin Porter Jr., now, what do you what do you what do you think? No, excuse me. What, who am I talking about? Kevin Porter Jr. I'm thinking of who am I thinking of? Yeah, this I am is, thinking of Kevin. This Porter. is a strange game to play for anybody. Who am I thinking? Who am I of? thinking of? <laughs> who am I, I thinking know. of? If I change your mind, like I feel like I could make a lot more money doing other things than this podcast. If I could just read that's, your mind, um, and when you go, who am I thinking of? Is, uh, Super, that's super fair, Tyler. Um, I am thinking about Kevin Porter Jr. I'm also thinking about Michael Porter Jr., but Kevin Porter Jr. is the first person who came up on in, in my head because I I like Cleveland, I like Cleveland moving forward as a team that is going to start playing you might their be younger players. Dis- you might be very disappointed, Michael. Kevin Porter Jr. got hurt tonight, well, Sunday oh. night. Oh and my it, God. Did, it did not not look good. So you might you might be very disappointed in your. Never mind. Uh, I had a whole thing. I had a whole Kevin Porter Jr. segment, and I have to now I have to scrap it because he got in. Uh, so so our friends at Roto World wrote this: Kevin Porter Jr. went down with a left knee injury on Sunday and will not return. Porter's foot got caught and his knee twisted awkwardly. He immediately went down and was surrounded by trainers and concerned teammates. He was then helped off the court while putting very little weight on his left leg. Uh, well, never mind. Never mind. I don't don't want to uh, – let's not waste our time then. Uh, let's talk about Michael Porter Jr. then. So, and then well, we don't know anything yet. I mean, obviously, maybe you're – you know, you, you're definitely going to want to check on this if you're listening. Like, you know, maybe it turns out not to be that bad, but it didn't look good. Oh, that sounds bad. I'm, I'm sad. I actually kind of thought he would be a nice kind of a, a potential sneaky – um, standard league player in the second half of the season. So hopefully, hopefully it's not serious. Hopefully it comes back not serious. We do, I guess we do need to talk about, we don't need to talk about, well, Michael Porter Jr. Allegedly getting more minutes, did get at least one start. Also, you know, is, pl- is playing more minutes in the last week or so. But, you know, overall, he's kind of a weird, like kind of a weirdly not getting to the free throw line in a bad free throw shooter. And like he can score, but like, what else is he? What else is he gonna do? Uh, yeah, okay, I'm I'm all right with you saying that. He's but like I, an ultra ultra talented player. Like, I think he could be 
incredibly, incredibly talented in like starters minutes, but like the inconsistency there, like there was just a big, giant, exciting push for everybody to go out and pick up Michael Porter Jr. And, you know, my, my thought process is like, I'm looking at him, I'm seeing how he plays, I'm seeing what he does. And it's like, why, why would I not just get, like my my boy from Washington, Ryu Hachimura. Yeah, okay, but I mean the Hachimura is out for two more weeks. He is out for two more weeks, but what like you know what in the long term? What's the difference between those two players? And, uh, uh, other than Ryu Hachimura has a much easier path to playing time. But here's the other thing too, right? But the Porter Junior has much more extensive injury history that we're not that we're not thinking about right this second, right? Because he's healthy and looking good, but. There was a reason he fell from what most people thought was a definite top five pick to what number fourteen. Yeah, you know, if you're looking in a long in a long term league, like I think that should be factored in there a little bit too. Is you know, not necessarily a ton of playing time. Like, I mean, we saw him have a, a massive twenty five point game, and then the very next night, you know, the very next game only played twelve minutes. So the playing time is definitely a thing. And then you know, throw in a, a lengthy injury history. On top of that, like I wouldn't be mortgaging the farm to uh, get Michael Porter Jr. in any kind of dynasty league for sure. I'd actually flip that around and say, you know, think about the type of league that you're in and the type of people in your league. Do you have a lot of people in your league, especially if you're in those dynasty leagues, who are more interested in having hot, smoking hot, young, sexy prospects on their team? versus competing for a championship, which is the exact point of fantasy basketball, in my opinion. If you have one of those leagues, start shopping Michael Porter Jr. around. Why not? Oh, 110,000%. Even if you're in a redraft league, the name value for, you know, there's, there's like, th- I, I always think there's kind of like three levels of a fantasy basketball player. There are the people who... Um, you know, casually follow follow the NBA, so they know all the big names. They know, you know, maybe a, a couple you know, CJ McCollum, like they know kind of like some of the bigger fantasy names on the list. And then you have, I think, the people who like try to be the like smartest guy in the room, fantasy guys, where they're like, oh, oh I, you know, I've been following, you know, Thomas Bryant since he was 17 years old or something like that. Michael Porter Jr. Like they, they outthink themselves with the allure of a a young prospect, and they they almost they almost outthink themselves. They 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 know all the hot sleeper names, and that gets them going. When in fact, you know, like for many years, Paul Millsap was way better than anybody they liked. Oh yeah, one hundred percent factually correct on all of that, Michael. The slow is steady. The value is value players. Those are the players I'm scared of most because those are the people who play like I do, and I can't get I I can't get anything out of those. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's talk about week twelve, and neither one of those guys that I mentioned is on your list, though they were on my list for week twelve, and now I have to cross both of them out. But you have a pretty good list here of players. Let's should we talk about Kevin Herter? He's on the list. He's rostered in forty five percent of the leagues. He is playing, finally, over 30 minutes game. He's a lot healthier now. I've never thought he's much of a, uh, other than a borderline standard league player. 
am I wrong? Because he's, you know, 1.4 steals and two three-pointers a game is pretty good. Oh, I think maybe you and I discuss this relatively frequently. He's a guy that's very difficult to peg in a lot of ways, right? Because he has shown flashes of being very good for short stretches. And then, you know, for some reason he's playing 25 minutes a game or he's hurt. I definitely ride a hot hand right now with with Kevin Herter. And I mentioned it, you know, it's a seven-game sample size, which is is nothing, but it's it's seven games. That's a very intriguing across-the-board line there. I mean, you can read it in the article. So I'd add him right now because he's young, and I would say there's a lot of potential there. Will it come to fruition? Maybe yes, maybe no. I think when you, when you, talk, when you look around at – the fantasy basketball, I guess. There's like a fantasy basketball Twitter. There's like a pretty decent group of a lot of really nice guys, a lot of really good people out there who talk fantasy basketball on Twitter. And I feel like Kevin Herter comes up way more often than most players and also way more often than he should. These last three games have been very, very impressive. And I've been known to be believe it or not, Tyler, wrong about players being good. I feel like I'm right more often than not, but I have definitely been way, 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 way wrong. This could be someone who I am I am very wrong about. He might be kind of like a good across-the-board guy, threes, rebounds, assists, and steals. Even I'm thinking about taking a flyer on Kevin Herter and maybe keeping him hanging, hanging around in my 12-team dynasty leagues maybe for a week or two just to see what's going on here. Because right now there's not a lot of, I would say, potential breakout guys probably hanging around on your wire, uh, on your wire this late in the season. I'm with you on that, and and I think you nailed it right on the head there, right? Like he's he's got a lot of potential, and unlike some other guys with some potential, right? We've seen him get the minutes, and we've seen him him do it in in the actual games. Whereas you talk a lot about a lot of guys like with potential, it's usually oh well, they need this many more minutes to actually realize that potential. Yeah, I think a lot of the people on this list are either just like Nerlens Noel, fantastic streamer. You could actually talk yourself into keeping him on your bench for a while if you want those steals and blocks. You know his playing time isn't going to ever, isn't ever going to up. He's not going to suddenly improve and be like a Hassan Whiteside type of player. You know, Josh Hart is on this list. Josh Hart is good. Josh Hart is Josh Hart. He's going to do what he does. I do like Tarion Prince on this list. He's a little bit of an outlier in the sense that I know with minutes, Tarion Prince has been pretty decent of a fantasy basketball player. And he, you know, he's been playing a little bit more in Brooklyn with this continuing Kyrie Irving not playing saga. So, you know, do I like Prince more than Herder? I actually, I don't know. I think that's maybe kind of a toss-up in my opinion, but I think I would go with Herter just because I've seen, you know, Terry and Prince's ceiling, and Herter is just a little bit younger. Listen, yeah, that's, fa- uh, that's fair. Yeah, Kevin Herter's like 21 years old, man. Kevin Herter's yeah, he's young, pretty young. A young guy. Um, yeah, Terry and Prince is 25. Uh, a little older than I thought. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. yeah I'm, I'm okay with that. I feel like, you know, it depends on what you want in your matchup, too. Like, if you need a safe guy that's going to get you some good rebounds and some okay points and some threes and about a steal a game. Like I feel like Prince is a, a pretty safe option at this point. I feel like Herder has a lot more variability. And so it, it depends on what you need in your matchup too. And I think we talk about this, you know, pretty much every week. It's like, 
if I feel confident I'm going to win, but I need 10 extra points and 20 extra rebounds, and I've got, you know, somebody on the Clippers that normally starts on my team, and I can get two extra games out of Torian Prince, well, I mean, I feel good about him giving me those stats, right? If I feel like maybe I'm a little bit of an underdog in my matchup and I need somebody who can go off a little bit, I feel like Kevin Herter is probably more the guy than Torian Prince in that scenario. like that. Speaking of ongoing sagas, the ongoing who the hell do I start in Golden State saga continues. And, you know, sadly, the guys who are the best players on this team, they just... They just don't play. Draymond Green out. D'Angelo Russell out again. I, 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 I do think both of those things are very strategic. Like I, I, I do think that the Golden State Warriors are really trying to pull a pull a San Antonio Spurs and get in that lottery and maybe get lucky and then come back with like a ch- another championship team once everybody's healthy. I feel like Alec Burks has kind of played himself into the a place where he deserves to be rostered on more teams. Like he's probably to me the the guy I like the best on on Golden State. Oh, I think that's all fair to say. He's consistent. He he I never thought I would say Alec Burks, definite definite standard league player, but he he certainly he certainly is. You have Glenn Robinson the 3rd and Eric Pashal on your list. I mean, like I said, see, these are, see, these are guys- Burks is owned at 62% of leagues now, so Burks cannot be on the list, just so we're right. aware. So I, I wanted to get to that, is that even though he's not on the list, he's still rostered only at 62%. So, you know, he's probably available in your league, and he could probably help you out. Yeah, for sure. And obviously in leagues where guys are paying attention, like he's probably not. You mentioned it, right, though. Like they just continually sit out guys with, injuries or not injuries or i'm not sure like i i mean either d'angelo russell gets hurt every other game or he they keep just sitting him out because he's got a hang i don't know i don't don't understand but yeah i feel like glenn robinson's fairly safe and he is actually contributing a little bit more across the board than i thought he would like the percentages are significantly better than i thought they were going to be so i feel like he's a good streamer Eric Pashal, we've seen when he gets the minutes, right, with guys like Draymond, Kevon Looney, and Willie Kali Stein's been kind of in and out of the lineup the last few games. Like, Pashal gets a lot of points and some good rebounds on pretty darn good percentages for a big man. So, yeah, if you can add him, like, I'm okay with that, especially if there's a lot of front court injuries there and there looks like there is right now. And I think there's going to be throughout the season maybe – you know, you can play the pay attention to Twitter game and just spot star where needed. But I, I don't think there's anything to worry about, especially in deeper leagues of having those guys on your on your roster because I, I just don't think the goal is Honestly, the, the guys you don't want on your roster are the names. Because, like, unless it's a daily changes league, like, I feel like, you know, I, I own D'Angelo Russell in a lot of leagues and I was a fairly big advocate for him because I thought, you know, he was only going to be better in Golden State. And it's like... And I can't set my lineup two days in advance, it feels like. Because he plays on Monday, and you're like, all right, man, he's healthy. He's going to be good now. And then, like, on Wednesday, he's out. And you're like, he got hurt again? Yeah. You can't – you cannot even remotely try to keep track of what's going on there, which is what makes it an impossible fantasy basketball situation. You almost have to do it by the tweets that come out between 3 and 5 p.m. 
Central Time, because that's the coolest time. Same with the Knicks. You have Alfred Payton on, on this list, right? He's kind of a getting the minutes that you would need in order to be relevant in New York. He's still playing like around 30 minutes. He's still, you know, he gets you the, the those assists and rebounds from a guard spot, which is great. But he's he's not a like across the board type player. To me, he's still just a streamer. Like he he's not playing himself into being relevant. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But like six point one assists, we talk about streaming guys, like there's nobody giving you six assists on your waiver wire. Definitely not. That that alone right there and and the 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 thing, the nice thing about picking him up right is you mentioned it. You're getting four rebounds almost, you're getting six assists, and you're getting one point four steals. So he's actively helping you in three categories. Now he's actively hurting you in points and percentages. The blocks are 0.3. I mean, that's fairly decent for a guard. So it's a give and take relationship there. But again, like we talk about, you know, in your matchup, I need 25 assists to win my matchup. And the guy I was going to start in my last utility spot is, I don't know, name anybody getting you two or three assists a game. Well, then, you know, that's when you'd probably gun for Alfred Payton because, I mean, Alfred Payton's going to get you, probably get you 25 assists this week, as long as he's playing. He actually missed a couple games this week because his, his wife had a child. He and his wife had a child. So hopefully he is back for week 12. Shout out to Alfred Payton and, and his lovely wife. Uh, congratulations to you. Another guy I need to shout out, there's tons of back-to-backs here, but I, I, I once again, this person is a must-own. Carl Anthony Towns is still out, and Gorgie Dang has been destroyed. Has been a destroyer of worlds. Probably, maybe to me, one of the most disappointing guys who doesn't play. Like I don't know if you can name a guy who, if given thirty-two minutes a game, would be better than Gorgie Dang considering he was like someone who's playing only like 17 minutes a game right now. Like he's only getting, he was only playing 17 minutes a game with towns out. He's been out there over the last two weeks and he's the, you know, 13 and 10 with <clears throat> a couple assists, a couple steals, a couple blocks. Dude's out of control right now. Yeah. I'm with you on that for sure. I was trying to think of if I could name a guy that I thought would be better in 32 minutes than Gorgie Dang. I didn't have anybody off the top of my mind. I was unprompted with this question. Um, so maybe New Orleans Noel? Maybe. Well, and here's the other question I had about it. Do you eliminate things like fouls? Like, can I now foul 10 times in my 32 minutes a game? <laughs> no, you may not. Uh, okay, so then some of those guys get eliminated because of that. Because, well, you and I talk about that. Somewhat frequently, yeah, maybe maybe Mitch Rob. There, there, there's probably a few, but I mean, this guy is Jared weird Jackson Jr. Like, that's another reason why he doesn't play as much as everyone wants him to. Is he's got a little issue with the fouling. To me, it's just weird that like Ang was a top what fifty, top sixty player for like three years, even in limited minutes. And that he still like he basically didn't play for a few a few years or played so little minutes he wasn't relevant and he still has this in him like it seems like he's just like a really a, a real waste of talent up in Minnesota. 
There's a guy maybe you could trade instead of Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, and and where the where they made the mistake, and I don't even know that it was a mistake because you mentioned he was playing very well. Is they gave him the big deal, but then they drafted Towns. And I think they've tried this many different seasons and it never works. Like playing those two together doesn't work because neither is great defending on the perimeter and they both can't stand in the paint. So it just doesn't work on that end of the floor. Plus on the offensive end of the floor, it's not great either. So yeah, like this apparently just doesn't work there and no one wants to trade for him because Dang is making a ridiculous amount of money. But that's this is why I say like don't don't trade away towns. Get rid of the people making the decisions. Got to you got a lot of decision makers out there need to go. I think we'll see some firing of some coaches here before the end of the year. Looking ahead to week, th- I mean, there's a ton of back to backs. Looking ahead to week 13, do we have any back to backs? Let's say I'm uh, smoking my uh, the guys I'm matched up against with this week. Any any back to backs that I can be that I can take advantage of into week 13, or should I leave it all in week 12? You pretty much leave it all in week 12 because the only team is the Hornets. And the guy I mentioned, Nick Batum, really hasn't been playing because the Hornets just really don't see a need to play him, I guess. So I guess that was kind of my way of saying there's not a lot here. And, you know, what you could do is you could go Sunday, Tuesday. There was a ton of teams on that particular slate. The bad part is there's not a ton of games on Monday. So if you do pick up a Sunday, Tuesday person, you may be kind of waste than that monday stream if you're a person with only kind of one streaming guy there's only seven games on monday there's six on tuesday in week 13 i will say this about week 13 slate it's another one that's got a fairly good spread of games uh saturday has 11 in week 13 wednesday has 10 every other one is seven or less so there's a good amount of streaming opportunities coming up in week 13 and I feel like it's going to be a good slate. It's going to be a fun slate. It's going to be a fun couple weeks as we build up to that trade deadline, which is really, right, it happens in week 16. It's very soon. Right, so we're not that far off. Like, we are a month away from that trade deadline. That is why I think we might see a trade even this week, possibly next week. If you want to get access to our quick hits when those trades come out, Go check out Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you join, you get those quick hits sent directly to you so you can uh, get ahead of the competition. Other than that, you know, it's trade season. You know, so if you got some trades that you want to run by us, you can find us on Twitter. Tyler. Oh, go ahead. I made a trade for a person, and we won't talk about the trade because no one cares, but. I will ask your thoughts on this person going forward for the rest of the season because I feel like he's been relatively disappointing. He is one Mr. Julius Randle from the Knicks. Ah, so I actually feel like even in the only the few weeks of a of a non fizdel led Knicks team, Julius Randle's been playing a little bit better. Feels like he's got a little bit more confidence. I don't feel like he could get any worse. So I, I kind of like rest of the year. I, I do like him to improve where he is currently playing so if you got him at value that's a good trade we will discuss the trade offline like because it's one of those leagues where it was a little bit wild okay yeah well yeah that's the problem and you know we could always do a maybe a standard league trade segment if you guys got trades hit tyler up at tyler p watts on twitter you can hit me up at 
watching the boxes on Twitter as well. If you got some standard league trades, if you got crazy trades, we'll take those too. You know, if you got a crazy league with weird stuff, we'll help you out there too. But if you want to get, you know, maybe we can throw it on the show because it's so difficult to talk about trades because every single league is is very different. If you're in a dynasty, it's completely different. If you are in a keeper league, it's very different. Auction leagues even end up being uh, end up feeling different because you start placing value on on different things in an auction league. I, I've seen people make some weird trades just because the value of a person that doesn't matter anymore in an auction redraft league. So it's very, very strange. It's hard to kind of give a, well, I'd obviously trade, you know, Robert Covington for Nick Batum, but it's like there's, you know, situations where the opposite is not, not very many, but the opposite might make a little more sense depending on what is going on in your league and what kind of team you have as well. So that's why it's so hard to talk about trades, Tyler. But like I said, if you guys want to hear about them, find me on Twitter watch, at Watching the Boxes. Find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. If you like the show, please rate and review us. We'll be back very soon. Good luck this week, week 12. We'll see you soon.